1: Hello and welcome to The Essential Apple Podcast, a show where we usually take a look at the news surrounding Apple, technology, security, iOS, associated products and anything else that catches our eye. But this week we're having a Cyber Security Special. Hello and the reason for the suspenseful music is this week. Here on the Essential Apple, we're going to have a security special. And I am joined by at Dougie in the Slack Room, a.k.a. Uh, Andy J, And uh, he, as you probably know, is a digital forensic expert and uh, somewhat of a security aficionado. Uh,
0: welcome, Andy. Thanks, Simon. It's always good to be here.
1: Yeah lovely nice to have you and uh we are going to have a cybersecurity um well bonanza i suppose if you look in the, if you look in the show notes but um so just for anybody who's not heard you before uh Andy would you like to just explain what it is you do
0: Uh yeah i work uh i work in digital forensics um i'm i work for the government in Canada prior to that i worked uh in law enforcement in the UK um, and uh, we focus on uh, the digital gathering of evidence on any type of digital device. So from an iPhone to a SD card to a server. And we also do a lot of uh, online uh, captures of and searching and research. So we do a mixture of, uh, of everything, really. So obviously, um, you
1: are well acquainted with how much information can leak out Unwittingly, yeah.
0: oh, or yes. paranoid might be the other. <laughs> the
1: other <laughs> one. Yeah. Where's my tinfoil hat? Uh, <laughs> mind you, you, know what they say, Andy. It's not paranoid if they're actually out to get you.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we are. A,
0: the one I heard the other day was I'm, I heard a par. I heard a woodpecker telling me I'm paranoid in Morse code. <laughs>
1: cool. Very good. Yeah, very good indeed. Oh dear. There we are. Um, well, we are, uh, going to have a bit of a security special, as I said, um, we've got a lot of links and stuff to discuss here, um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about security, you know, online security and, uh, cyber security in general, um, first, and then, uh, we'll have a break for Nemo, and then we'll talk a bit about, uh, a few stories I've gathered this week, um, some of which are also about security. So, um... Anyway, I thought we'd we'd kick off, Andy. I've got a link in the show notes here. Americans and Cybersecurity by uh, Pew Internet. Um, And I thought this was a good kind of uh, starting point, if you will. Um, It's quite a long article, but um, a majority of uh, Americans, 64%, have personally experienced a major data breach and a relatively large shares of the public lack trust in key institutions. Especially the government and social media sites to protect their personal information. Um, there we go. That's a, that's a start. Uh, 41% of Americans have encountered fraudulent charges on their credit cards. 35% have received notices that some type of sensitive information has been compromised. 16% said that somebody had taken over their email account. 13% say somebody had taken over one of their social media accounts. Um, there we go. Um, Many Americans fail to follow cybersecurity practices in their own digital lives. Most Americans keep track of their online passwords by memorising them or writing them down. Um, and they've got a little chart here. Uh, Memorise in their head, um, and that's 86% by the look of it, and use most often uh, 66%, uh, followed by writing it down on a piece of paper, 49%. There we go. Um, Yeah, exactly. 41% of adults have shared the passwords to one of their accounts with a friend or family member. 39% say they use the same or similar passwords for many online accounts. Yes. 25% admit they often use passwords less secure than they'd like because simple passwords are easier to remember. There we go. Um, and there's a lot more stuff in there. There's a whole six pages of data. Um, it's a good read. It is a good read if you're in the least bit interested in um, how people often say one thing and do another. <laughs> and also uh, just quite how common it is that people have experienced data breaches and uh, info leaks.
0: So, yes, Andy. It's, uh yeah, I think that the first thing to... To, to think about it, it's not just going to be Americans. It? It's going to be uh, it's going to be everyone. Oh it's yes, I, probably I, the same uh, the same thing. Certainly, stuff I've seen. I remember even going back in the days of when I was back in the UK, we would go into a search of someone's house and seize their computer. And the two things we would either look for is the password written on a post-it note under the keyboard, or I would say in those days, a vast majority of people's passwords was the name of their monitor <laughs> because they would just because it was something they were looking at um all the time <laughs> i've never heard that one I've never yeah heard that one. oh yeah yeah It was one of the first ones we tried i i think the, the 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 issue here is that people are inherently lazy aren't they by design but you know we're human beings we're designed to be lazy um and that's why things like uh dealing with a password manager and having to go somewhere and copy and paste the password in it just becomes it, it's more overhead um so if you can memorize it in your head, you're good. So we think, but um, it is, it's a tough one, isn't it? How do you change what people's um, approaches are? Very, um,
1: very much so. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, the the, the the thing is people um, have been forced in over years and, and I've been the same to use a overly complex password. You know, for example, it's got to have uppercase, lowercase, alpha, alpha numeric, that type of thing. And it just becomes too, uh, too hard to remember so people then start a pattern approach don't they you know let's just do you know password one two three and then just put i don't know uh bbc on the end for the iplayer website or something
1: yes very so much
0: the pattern, that yeah the I, patterns become easy. yeah I, I mean
1: the thing is i think a lot of that <clears throat> sorry a lot of that comes down to the fact that once upon a time you only had to have a few passwords you know when i first started you know, using the internet, you probably had one for your email, um, you know, maybe one or two for forums you were on, and that was probably about it. But now, you know, you need passwords for everything. And we've been, as you say, repeatedly, you know, berated that we must have these long, you know, eight plus, preferably 12 or more, um, upper, lower numerics and all sorts of other things. And it just, it, it is, it's beyond... Well, uh, the human brain isn't built that way, is it um no, no. we're not made to deal with that um i had uh, it is, it's
0: ironic I think that the you know the average person can spot a weak password like in seconds but ask them to find, think of a completely random one can't do it no exactly
1: um I have uh, at times used um the technique of uh taking uh the initial letters from things you know well, so a line of a song or a poem, um, yeah that's better. That's better. But even then, how many how many can you come up with? You know, without reusing them. Um, but that that technique is, you know, served me occasionally you pull something out of your out of your head, you know, a, a, a name. What's in a name, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet or something and turn that into a past code. But um we we are as you say inherently not designed to deal with that um so you know you have to i mean password managers it's a bit like vpns not not long ago password managers were things that only a few geeky people um you know apparently talked about but now you you're seeing a mem- you're seeing it everywhere aren't you it's become sort of pretty yeah. much top advice on any any discussion get a password <clears throat> manager
0: so, yeah. And and I think the key thing is, is not to use your password manager to store your bad passwords. It's use your password manager to store good passwords, because I've seen that as well, where people are using a password manager, but they're just storing their bad passwords.
1: Yeah. Preferably use your password to uh, manager to generate proper random passwords for you. And Yeah, because remember. that's what computers are designed for. Yes. Computers are very good at that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad to say, obviously, that, you know, in the in the um, Mac and uh, iOS ecosphere, of course, we serve quite well with the uh, iCloud keychain.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a huge step up from uh, from past uh, from past things of trying to, you know, find some other way, you know, creating a text file on your on your drive or creating an online note or something much, much, much more robust way. Yeah, very.
1: You know, I I've been relying on that. Um, uh, last week I I mentioned um a, a a service a password manager called Password Boss, which I said okay. I was, I was going to try. Um, I did have a look at that. It, it seems like a reasonable um offering. It's two pounds uh two dollars fifty a month if you um take the you know the lowest paid level. Um, it seems quite good, but it is two dollars fifty a month, and there there is a free version, but that only allows one device. And I'm I'm a bit like, well, one device. I can't see that one device is a great. If you literally only have one device and it's an Apple device, then iCloud Keychain should certainly do for you. I would have thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I I, I mean, I think that's the sort of same price range as uh, like a single user for LastPass as well, isn't it? Two fifty um, a month. Well. The LastPass
1: is free. You can use LastPass free. Um if you want certain extra features, I think that starts at three dollars a month. Okay. But the password boss does have a has a family deal which is only four dollars a month, which I think allows Okay. It. So, you know, um what I was saying last week when we were talking when I was talking to Mark is that the trouble with some password managers is they can work out really quite expensive.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I've always been and I just currently am a one password user, and it I, I did switch to the uh to the subscription model, but I just put it down to it. I I look at the the five bucks I pay a month for that as an insure uh, for me, it's insurance. It's mm. no different than my house insurance or my car insurance. Yeah. It's just an insurance that I, my password are going to be safe.
1: I just I did say you know I do find it slightly annoying that um, quite a lot of password managers charge you. You know, once for iOS and once for the Mac, and that seems a little bit cheeky to me. But, uh, yeah, you know. Um, obviously, 1Password comes highly recommended by a lot of people, definitely. Um, yeah. I have um, started uh, trying out LastPass this week. I've been experimenting with LastPass, um, which is, it, it seems very good. Um, and they have um, an authenticator app as well. Um which we'll we'll get into those a bit later, I think, when we talk about um two factor. Um Yeah. I have got um also we've got a link, I've got a link here which I came across it's from Cal Poly. Um I assume that's the <laughs> I assume it's a, it's an educational uh, thing. It's got top ten security practices for students. Um, but they apply to everybody. I, I assume this is um It says number one and two: install antivirus software and keep all your computer software patched. Update your operating systems, applications, and antivirus software regularly. Um, obviously this is not you know this is just general uh, advice. Um, I I think I agree with that on the whole. We'll talk about antivirus in a minute. Um, I think. Um, number two: use a strong password. Well, we're we're already we're (laughs) already clear on that, aren't we? Um. Log off of comp- public computers. Cyber cafes and hotel business centers offer a convenient way to use network computers, but be, pe- be careful. It's impossible for an ordinary user to tell what well, the state of their security. There we go. Um.
0: Yeah, I uh, I must admit the tip I would give for this is if you ever are forced to use it, I uh, because you've got to print a boarding pass or something or print something is, um, to avoid key loggers on like the business center computers is I normally just open up like Notepad. And just write like a paragraph of random words, and then for my password, I just cut and paste, copy and paste the letters into the password field. Because right. then, if there is a keylogger, they're not logging my password. All they've logged is what I typed into the notepad. Mm. Um, so that's what I—that's that's the tip I would give. That's that's good.
1: That's a good, uh, very good tip. Very handy that one. Um, back up your important information and verify you can restore it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Definitely. A slightly slightly different discussion to some extent, but also one we always uh, you know, we bang on about. Make sure you have a backup of your stuff and that you can actually get it back. Um, there we go. And what else we got there. keep your personal information safe. Be wary of suspicious emails, pay attention to browser warnings, shop smart online. Use secure Wi-Fi connections at home and away. Um which, of course, basically, uh, certainly when you're out and about, means use a VPN. Um, Limit your social network information. Yes. Um, Social networks are a great way to stay connected, but you should be wary about how much personal information you post. Learn how to use the privacy and security settings properly. Uh, Right. Avoid peer-to-peer networking and remove file-sharing clients on your system. Um, Okay. Uh, Control-Alt-Delete before you leave your seat. Lock your computer when you walk away. Uh, yes, right, here we go. This is a little his little um, uh, anecdote. In here it says, I sent an email to your boss letting him know what you really think of him. This notepad message was on my screen when I got back to my cubicle after getting up to stretch my legs. What? I have been gone for less than three minutes. Lucky for me, the note turned out to be from the systems admin who wanted to make a point. All it takes is one minute for a disgruntled colleague to send a message on your behalf to the boss and there is no way for you to prove you didn't do it. There we go. In about 30 seconds, uh, a cracker could install a keystroke logger to capture everything you type. There we are. So, true? It's true. That's true. Absolutely. Um, and secure your laptop, smartphone and other mobile devices. Um, well, yes, there we go. That is also true. And, uh, of course... If you're, um, you know, a Mac or iOS user, as you almost certainly are, if you're listening to this show, um, use make use of the uh, Find My Mac, Find My iPhone. Um, that's, um, you know, gives you the ability to wipe your device should it be stolen.
0: And that, and that feature and that the, the ability to to permanently lock them is really helped with the mobile phone theft. and that, yes, I mean they're only they're only stealing for parts now, really, or shipping off to. I don't know. I think with Nigeria or um, some other African countries where they could bypass that, but it, it we we certainly saw a complete, uh, you know big drop in that in that. oh yes, very very
1: um very rapidly wasn't it because I mean when the smartphone boom first hit I mean having, you know stealing phones was a huge a huge thing you know um in the first few years when people often didn't even bother to put a pin number on their phone <laughs> yeah. let alone um. But now you know they're almost worthless, what with um you know account locks and uh secured you know face face i d and fingerprint i d and they're they're almost worthless really, if you steal one
0: yeah we've seen a we've seen a surge in uh cases where people have purchased a phone on sort of Craigslist or uh eBay type uh scenarios, and then a couple of weeks later their phone has been locked. Permanently because it was reported stolen, but it was taken. a carrier st- a week or two to catch up. Yeah. And then they've got no, there's nothing they can do. They've just bought a phone that they can't use.
1: Yeah. So be careful, everybody. Oh yeah. Very much so. Um, I've got a, a 2019 state of malware report uh, from Malwarebytes blog. Apparently Trojans and crypto miners dominate this year's threat landscape. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, we all know that um, you know, iOS and uh, the Mac are more secure than um some other options, but um the days of kind of feeling that you were invulnerable are long gone, aren't they? The
0: um Yeah, yeah. I mean they were they were they were secure by being um you know, not very popular. Yes, there was no point in in why would you spend all your time developing techniques against an Xbox against the Mac when you could make one for the Windows platform and have a hundred times more um uh, machines to attack, so the vulnerability would, would was that much more would be that much more successful um, but as Macs have got uh more popular and uh I guess we've heard in the past that people who buy apple products or seem to have more money uh they're a good target yep.
1: Um, so, you know, uh, there we um, are. We have um, 2018, we saw a shift in ransomware attack techniques from malvertising and exploits that deliver ransomware as a payload to targeted manual attacks. The shotgun approach has been approached, with, uh, replaced with brute force. Um, malware authors pivoted in the second half of 2018 to target organisations rather than consumers. Um, there we go. Again, quite a long um, uh, article there from Malwarebytes. Basically, um, attacks designed to avoid detection like sound loggers and key loggers will slip into the wild. Um, AI will be used in the creation of malicious executables. Um, Bring your own security to work will grow as trust declines. Um, And IoT botnets will be coming to a device near you. Yes, right, there we are um
0: yeah they're probably still they're probably already there
1: yeah probably yes after the you know we were talking about last week was it or the week before the shocking shockingly poor state of uh internet of shite things um yeah um then um <coughs> sorry uh malware bytes of course um is a great application they make a great application which you can use for free um which is, uh, you know, I, I really rate malware bites. I don't know about you, Andy, it's a brilliant... Um, yeah, I
0: do, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of my first go-to tools.
1: Yeah, it's a brilliant system cleaner. I mean, if you pay for the premium, you get kind of real-time protection, don't you? But you, you don't have to have the... Um, yeah. If you're reasonably, uh, you know, sure that you're fairly safe, the the free level will allow you to scan your machine you know on a regular basis and just check that there's nothing going on um very much um one of my go to tools in is as well um and what about um well they like to call them they still like to call them antivirus which is a bit of a farce really because I don't think anybody's had a virus in like a decade but um you know protection um are, are you a you know are you a believer in in um, using an um, av slash Tool.
0: I think I think it just depends on your um, if we're talking for the Mac platform it just depends on your um, your technical level I think really um, you know what if it's if it's free particularly um, I know that there' are some, some really good free antivirus products out for the Mac then why not use it um, I did use the one um, back in the early days when they were first becoming popular but it was such a resource hog on my Mac it was like running like a dog so I took it off. I don't currently use, um, uh, an antivirus. Um, I'm just careful. Um, very much like if, if you send me something and I wasn't expecting it then I don't open it, I delete it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've, you know, if people, I, and I have deleted stuff that people have sent me, uh, like legitimately. And nine times out of 10, they always come back and go, you didn't reply to me that what? Well, then I know that it's, uh, it's good because the days of, well, Simon sent it to me, so it, sh- it must be okay because I trust Simon are long gone. Yeah. Um, because I, I might trust you, but I don't trust your machine. It's, it's the way I look at it.
1: Yeah. But or other, or but even to, just because it says it comes from me doesn't mean it does.
0: Yeah. And and you can't just rely on bad English as being your best way of detecting things. I mean, I love interacting with those um, those emails you get about, you know, you've won something or you're going to get some money. Um, i've had some great conversations over email with them um it's great it's great fun but you know it, it, you if you don't know what you're looking at then that's that's the issue i think um i a lot of the time i if i receive something and i'm not sure or i'm just interested i would just um fire up a quick uh vm just run it in there and see what happens just for a bit of fun fair enough uh, and then just then just ditch the vm
1: now, do you use Out? V- do you use antivirus? I I do. I use um. I, I I was never a big believer of it for many years. Um, and then I used to use ClamXAV. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: the uh, open source one. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: For, for a long time. Um. But then he started to charge for it. Um. Which you know, I I don't I, I don't dispute his right to uh, make a charge for the work he puts into it. Um. But it's thirty dollars. Um. And I'm. I'm still of the opinion that on the Mac you certainly shouldn't need to pay for antivirus. Um you're not exposed to the same level as a um you know most Windows machines are. Um so I use Avira um which is free. Okay. Um comes reasonably well rated. It usually falls in the top, you know, five on a lot most sites when they do a listing. Um I used to use AVG um which, again, is very well known, and they did an AVG free for Windows and an AVG free for the Mac. Um, But they made a change in their privacy policy um, a few years back, although, you know, fair enough, they contacted everybody and said, we're making a change in our privacy policy. And in order to support the, um, you know, the free service of AVG, we will... um, our free AVG product will collect some information about your internet usage um, and send it back to us, which we will, you know, use to monetize um, in order to um, support the product. Well, they were open and honest about it. And it was like, if you don't agree with this, please stop using our product. Um, absolutely
0: so, nothing wrong with that oh, as far as i'm concerned
1: you know as long as you're open and honest about what you're going to do i don't have a problem with it they made it clear that yeah. that was what they were going to do and why they were going to do it because you know millions of people use our product for free um and we need to get some return um i so i switched to avira um there's a pro level of that if you want um but uh, I use the Avira because even the free level includes real-time protection. Um, it's never detected anything on my, you know, but it just, and it doesn't use a lot of overhead. Um, when they first started doing um, free AV for, for Max, I tried out this, the Sophos, which a lot of people um, I know are very keen on. But like you, I found it um, troublesome. Now, this was early on, yeah. so I'm not, you know, I'm not going to blacken their name and say don't use that because I understand it's a, a very good product. I just had a very early version and it, it you know, was troublesome. So I went to Avira, yeah. and Avira is where I have stuck. Um, so, yeah, like you, I don't think it's necessarily, um, you know, it's not like a Windows machine where it's like if you if you have a Windows machine and you don't put antivirus on it as the first thing you load, you're an idiot and You'll be compromised within 30 seconds. Um, but at the same time, it, it's a kind of belt and braces. If it's free and it doesn't appear to you know eat up any resources, I kind of why not? You <laughs> know, yeah, why
0: yeah. would I? I, not? I must admit, I, re- I rely on um, I have a little snitch on my uh, my Mac, so I use that um, a lot of the time to, to check what apps are connecting here and there, and you'll be surprised what apps want to connect to the different websites, even legitimate apps. So with a little snitch, I can block them. Um, I, I If I download an app or I've installed an app and it wants to connect to its own website for whatever reason, the, the manufacturer's website, I'm happy with that, but you'll be surprised how many want to co- connect to Google or these other sites. And I just, I, I use that as my blocking. When I did run antivirus on my Mac, I'll go and back, all it ever picked up was Windows viruses that people had sent in Word documents. Never actually
1: picked up a Mac virus. I'm not even sure there are any Mac viruses, um, truth be told. Um I don't I'm not sure there've been any Mac viruses since the classic days, but um there is a, certainly, you know, there's plenty of malware uh, to be yeah. had. Um in fact I think you posted this one, didn't you, in the in the Slack room, the Mac OS malware variant of Shayla or Schleier, sorry,
0: Shlayer. Yeah this this again this one is um relying on um you opening and something um so there has to be user interaction so basically it's a it's a fake adobe uh, flash update <laughs> would anybody? why would anybody be installing flash on their computer anyway with all the new uh standards we have in html5 surely you don't need flash player um because html5 is so much better um but in here this is just basically the DMG file that you would open has some um some malware embedded in it and then it will go off and deliver the payload once the DMG is uh is mounted and you execute the um you know the, the install script. Um so they are there, um but again it's user interaction if you if you if you use the the as we spoke earlier about if you didn't expect it, don't open it or that type of thing, you should be good. That's fair enough. Um,
1: and talking about um, Little Snitch, which um, is in effect a well, it's a sort of network monitor slash reverse firewall, isn't it? Little Snitch, yeah, rather, yeah, rather than yeah. stopping stuff coming in, it uh, allows you to keep a track on what goes out. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's very annoying when you first get it because you have to every program or every software like that runs, it it picks up and it wants to. Um, it wants you to make a decision, but once you've gone through that, it's uh, for me. It's been fantastic, and it's one thing that I've always kept up to date with.
1: Yeah, I I, I used to I used to use it. Um, there are other alternatives, by the way. Um, Little Snitch is the most famous, but there's also um, a product called Hands Off. Um, there's Radio Silence, and um, there's an, also um, an open source uh, product called Lulu. L U L U and that's developed by a group called Objective C which is of course a, a, a bit of a joke <laughs> um yeah. uh, because uh little uh little snitch is developed by uh Objective C capital C um and theirs is Objective C S E E um but uh it's basically an open source little snitch um alternative so there we go um yeah and... i
0: like i'm I, sorry i like the profiles as well on little snitch as well because i have a profile for my work public and then i have one also for when i'm tethering on my phone so the only thing that can work on my phone when i tether from my mac using the hotspot is just the web browser so yeah. Yeah, i like those sort of additional features. oh yes
1: i'm you know i haven't um I'm. i'm not particularly familiar with any of the other three um i know of them i've never used any of them um And you're right, when I used to use Little Snitch, I did find it would, when you first installed it or, or, you know, set up a new machine with it, it feels intensely annoying for the first few days because it feels like everything you open, it's like, you know, uh, allow, deny, and then it's like forever or just this once or, um, but once you, you know, once you've got your rules set up, as you say, and you, um, the profiles is nice, isn't it? You can have, profiles so that uh, I don't know yeah so you know if you're at home then y- your games or whatever you know can can um can talk to wherever they're talking to but um when you're at work you know only work things can talk to the network it's um it's a good product very much so
0: um yeah the other the others are probably just as good i just um i've stuck with what i trust really well yeah why why would you not
1: why would you not um but i i've you know I'm just saying they're out there. Um, feel free if you've not used one, you know, anybody out there to be aware that several options are available. Um, I've got two links here uh, while we were talking about antivirus. Uh, I've got the Mac World um, feature, um, best Mac antivirus of 2019. Um, and I've also got the PC Mag, uh, best Mac antivirus protection for 2019. So, two lists there of like, uh, you know, uh, rating them they'll they don't come out the same interestingly but um you'll see this basically you'll see the same big names in all um all of them uh but you know always good i when it comes to things like that i don't know about you andy i like to do a bit of research you know um i don't just go yeah. to one list and say oh pick the top one it's always good to see what um two or three lists tend to say yeah yeah
0: definitely and uh I I like to go into, like, Reddit and stuff like that and see what the users are saying. Yep, that is true.
1: Um, And then I came across this one. It it was interesting that we had scheduled this uh, security special, Andy, because um, the web seemed to be alive with security um, info this week. I don't know if something kicked off to make people decide to write a load of stuff about how to stay private online, but um, they have. Uh, Computer World also had one... um, how to stay as private as possible on um your iPhone and iPad. Um this this is a um a good read, actually, this one. Um yes, thank you, Computer World. I with your bloody GDPR <laughs> cookie pop up. Thank you for that. Um Yes. Go away then. I've accepted it. Oh, it's gonna block me now. Anyway, that's a good read if you can get past their stupid <laughs> stupid thing. Um one of the things that um is in there and i i pulled it out in uh, it's got some good tips in it it is a, a very good um article also um this is something that was interesting and you said you wanted to talk about very much um it it talks about fingerprinting um how yeah. much inv- information do you give away and it's got links to two sites in here um org and uh, org. um both of which I, I visited to see what they said. And uh, yeah, I got fingerprinted like, yes, out of one and a half million computers that visited this site, you are distinctly unique, um, which of course means you can be tracked, um, something chronic. Um, you said you use these, Andy. In, yeah, so um, I use
0: yeah I use the EFF one. Um, and I use a, uh, there's a couple of other um, websites I use. The one I like for demo purposes is deviceinfo.me. Right. Um, that's a good. That's a good site. Um, and the 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 browser thing, fingerprinting is really uh, it's really astonishing what uh, what your browser will give up about you. Um, and if you go to like if you do do a scan it deviceinfo.me, it would tell you you know the usual um, information, your screen resolution, your type of browser, your IP address, your um, the operating system you're on, the, all the browser information, the fonts, that type of thing, uh, languages that you're on your computer, um, microphone, webcam, are, are they present? Um, so it's a really good way of uh, checking, you know, what your browser is, is, is saying about you. Um, tend to use this when um, you get the, this is the new secure browser out there and everyone flocks off to like Brave or something like that. Is just run it. Just run this against this site to see what this the new browser is uh, is showing about you, rather than just taking everyone's word for the you know the new cool browser, which is for security and privacy. Go and check it. Yeah, it's I'm, uh, good.
1: I'm just having a having a look here. I've just gone to uh, deviceinfo.me. Um, it tells me local time and date, network status connected. Um, okay, ISP. Um. IP address is this a Tor relay? Um, of course, some of the information in here is uh, uh, actually because I'm using my Proton VPN, so that IP address may be real, but will be different next time I log on. Um, local IP address unknown. Detection has timed out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, depends on what browser you're using. Yeah, um, you know, t-
1: do have a touchscreen? True operating system core unknown, not supported. Mm, what,
0: what browser are you using?
1: Uh, Safari. Okay. Uh, Safari uh, technical preview, actually. This is what okay. I tend to use. Um, actually, I'll tell you what, just out of interest, if I go to the same site using Clicks. oh, Clicks is installing updates. Thank you.
0: Oh, typical, <laughs> eh? <laughs> uh, and the, the good thing here is, like, from our point of view, when we're doing investigations, is that we may, or people are trying to use vpns or whatever for you know if you're trying to hold a conversation with someone in another location or um you might want to i don't know try and watch a tv show or something somewhere else and you change your um the browser to say hey you know i'm now coming from london and not from canada uh, but your time your local time will give you up because your time zone will be wrong mm-hmm. things like that um and, and i've seen in the past that some systems will check that and so if you needed to portray you're coming from the uk then you need to change you know to gmt Mm. yeah because mine here tells me i'm not on because i didn't want any problems i'm not on a vpn and i'm at home and it tells me exactly you know even down to the city of where my where it's not my city it's uh it's the near city Mm. yeah Mm. it's even got the longitude and latitude Mm. interesting that's very interesting
1: Clicks apparently believes that my Macintosh has four different microphones
0: <laughs> it does <laughs> i Where think is- um I think in Mojave didn't they um restrict access to the um some of the information i think i don't know um
1: probably, i think they did um safari uh on safari device uh, info dot me says I have one microphone
0: there we go yeah, yeah interesting. the thing is uh what you have to consider here is if you're using like a if you're using like the Tor browser or you're using a, like a boot CD for uh, one that I can think of for Tor is like tells you're, when you go to these systems, you're going to be, uh, and especially the EFF site, you're, you're going to be very, very, um, you're not going to be very unique because everyone using that boot CD has gone there and, and done the same thing. Mm. So, so you have to be, uh, you have to be a little bit uh, cautious of it. And then the other one that I like um, for, checking it uh and to run the tests and everything to see you know um it's got about i think it's about three or four hundred different tests it can do it's browser, audit.com, browser audit.com. Okay. Put that in browser show. Uh, it's got a nice it's got a nice color coding scheme
1: right
0: i'll put both of those in there then a, it does take a while to uh to to get to run but it's worth um it's worth playing around with interesting
1: well, I was I was fascinated. The Am I Unique and um, Panopticlick uh, eff dot org um, are you know are, are very good. Um, unsurprisingly, yeah, yeah. when I went on my iPhone, it immediately went. Yes, of course you're unique. Yes, well, because for a start, I'm running uh, I'm running <laughs> beta of iOS, so I'm already down into sort of you know one in ten thousand or something before.
0: <laughs> well, especially with fonts, if you've got multiple non-standard fonts, uh yeah. installed it's gonna it's gonna fingerprint you even more accurately. Oh yes. Um yeah I'm afraid that uh you know from and that then, point of view and then, I'm
1: not in least in the least bit
0: secure. No, and then just to throw even more at you, um there's one called uh detect com, and what I like about this uh more than the others is it has a plugin check for your browser so it will tell you um if you've got Java installed or it if it's got shockwave silver light flash player that type of thing so i use this one just solely for that section the plug-in check that's interesting and i'm looking and i'm looking for all red um dots on it to say that i don't have any of them installed here we go so that's another good that's another good one i don't really care much about the rest to be honest no um
1: interesting though right interesting very yeah
0: i just just find as a quick way and i i I come back here every time i do an update to a browser or i try a new one just to make sure that nothing has changed um especially with firefox because i run firefox in um paranoid mode i do i use safari as my main browser on my mac and then i have um i have firefox installed as my uh my paranoid browser with everything turned as to security and all the uh With the usual uh, plugins and um, extensions, and I go here just to check that an update hasn't broken anything. Yeah, very good. uh... And then my last one, which is um, because I know you're a VPN user, is um, I like to go to um, DNSLeakTest.com, and I only do the the only thing I'm looking at is just to see what my DNS addresses are, what servers I'm using. Um, If I'm using my VPN, a good VPN user company would use their own dns servers i think proton does pia does and i would just go there to check that my uh dns servers are not no longer my isps or a third-party one i mean i i i personally use a third-party one anyway but the average person doesn't so i just use this to check that my my vpn uh, dns is the correct one there
1: we go dns leak test uh you know protect your privacy uh supported by look at it by private internet access uh your dns is not leaking there we go that's good right there yeah, that's in, yeah. another interesting one then very good um i've i've got some links here um we've got uh, 99 free privacy tools that will keep you self- safe online in 2019 um this is from a site called cloud wards um it is literally just a list of free tools. I will be honest. Um, it talks about VPNs. Obviously, um, I, as everybody knows, I'm a, you know I I use um, Proton, uh, Proton VPN. Um, other, you're you're a big fan of private uh, private internet access, aren't you,
0: Andy? Yeah, I am. I use Proton as well, but I I I've, I've just always used PIA. In and in a, again, a big thing for me is that they've been tested in court. Um, In the States, I think a couple of times now that they haven't, they don't keep logs because the court has asked for them and they said we can't provide them and it's been accepted in testimony. So um, that's always been good from my point of view, but um, Proton is very good. Yeah. Proton, I, I'm, uh, I'm
1: very happy with Proton I have to say
0: and yeah. I'm a bit uh, I know everyone talks about Nord VPN and Express VPN and those I've never used them um I'm just always a bit cautious when I hear on other podcasts you know this week's sponsor is Express VPN the best VPN in the world and then three months later it's like we're now sponsored by Nord VPN so they're in the best mm. so I'm I just go with what I know and what I trust really um I've also um in the past which is a really good way of Um, running a private VPN, and normally a very fast one, is uh, you can set up a a virtual uh, server using something like DigitalOcean and set up your own um, VPN server. There's a script that they have which sets it up for you, um, and it's your private. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's worked really well. I've used that, and it costs like five bucks a month for your own server. And I've used it, and it's been solid, really good.
1: Excellent. So there we go. Yeah, there's so there's a list there of 99 free privacy tools. Um I'm not sure that they necessarily recommend anything, particularly they've just got a long list of tools. But again, it's worth a scroll through. Um obviously they, you know, it's the usual things. Um VPNs, password managers, um as we were talking about, um and uh, various other things, antivirus, um quick script through it, you know. Um We've got here um, secure messengers um, and so on. There we are. Um, so that's that's worth a that's worth a look. Um, CNET. I I picked up one seven security tips to stop apps stealing your data. Um, that's bit one oh one. I mean it's seven tips and it is like use a password manager, use a VPN, don't be stupid. <laughs> um, so um we've talked about past managers and things uh two factor this is this is what we mentioned earlier on um two factor authentication or um to some extent u2f um turn it on wherever you can basically is that right isn't it, andy you
0: uh, absolutely yeah anywhere there's, and everywhere there's nothing better. yeah there's nothing better And avoid sms don't don't if you can don't use sms um uh two factor
1: yeah, we. I've mentioned that a few times recently. It's becoming, you know, um, clearer that SMS is not really a reliable um, method for authentication. It's too easily um, intercepted. Um, there are. I mean, the simplest way to do it is um, to get an authenticator app, isn't it? Um, if you're.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I mean, Google. There's the Google Authenticator. Microsoft have one. Um, there's a an independent one called authy um and uh, LastPass do one as well
0: um yeah and uh, if you have a if you have um the the opportunity what i normally do because i i use one password for my um authenticator as well is i always take a photo of the uh, qr code and store that with my password so that if you have to reset up or you want to add another authenticator later you don't have to go through the whole process you yeah. can just scan that one and move on interesting um, Good, good tip. So yeah, so I some of them I have um, on my YubiKey as well. Um, some I, some are only on my YubiKey. Um, I have my my one password is on there. My Proton Mail um, is only on my YubiKey, so I can't I can't connect to them if I don't have my YubiKey with me.
1: Um, right, very good. Um, and of course we should, we have talked about uh, the YubiKey um, and the, well one I bought the other day, um, which are of course uh, hardware authentication dongles aren't they you yes yeah physically have to plug in your usb key or um I, I found the one that i've bought um the only service that i'm really able to use it with is dropbox
0: <laughs> oh okay um the y- yubikey you can work with that a lot and i i i got it to work with um my ubi the, the nano one to work on my iphone with uh, LastPass. Uh, when i was testing it you could hold it to the nfc chip and it would um it would work with the iphone and uh yubikey also have a software development kit but i don't know what, what uh, uh apps are using it where you can use the um lightning to usb um, adapter from apple and right. it can read it from there as well and um, there's a test site they have and you can do it but i've not i didn't take it any further than just trying it that way
1: no. um, i mean um when I say that the only the only service that I can um, at the moment really use my key with is, is Dropbox. That's not that um, it's not in a sense of not supported. Most of the things that um, I've checked either don't support uh, a hardware key at all yet, or um, not on. You know, like for example, LastPass supports at least the Ubi key, not necessarily mine by name, but uh, only if you have a paid account.
0: Uh, okay i was trying when i when i was playing around with last pass i was on their their um their trial and Ah, that's where i got it from yeah well you get you get um
1: you get was it 30 days access to the full suite i think if you sign up um without paying before you you know um get restricted to the free level um so they... the the only
0: the only warning I would suggest with anyone is if you're using a hardware um key for your uh two factor authentication is to have two don't rely on one because if that usb device breaks and you're you're out hmm. either have two or use a software based one and the ub key at the same time always have a backup yeah. So i would suggest
1: i um, um everywhere that um everywhere that I experimented with using um the, the hardware key, um, I set up with an authenticator first, and then said, yeah. or, or, or my key because, obviously, the point of the key is to be more convenient than having to open your phone and get a code and enter it and so on. Um, yeah, don't. But that's that's the same as anything, really, isn't it? Don't only have one key to your house.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if yeah. you go out and I shut mean, the door, you're in trouble. Absolutely. How many times have we done that? I also use my YubiKey for my login to my Ubuntu. Computer and any VMs I have as well. So you need my key to log into my laptop. Um, I don't bother with my Mac. Try I haven't looked at it for the Mac because I have to use because I because of File Vault and stuff. It's uh, and the T2 chip. It's secure enough, I think. Yeah,
1: I mean, um, I have mine set to um, obviously I have a password on my uh, laptop, and um, I have um, you know unlock with the Apple Watch. So um, no, no, you know, no real point i don't think in using it to um, open my mac but um yeah you can do i mean the whole um hardware key thing is a sort of a bit emergent at the moment isn't it it's not um
0: yeah i I mean it 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 takes it to another level because it you know you need a username and password you need a one-time key so you need the two-factor but then you need a physical key as well to generate it so in respect it is like a level although it's not really um but i use i I use it just for my one password online access um i use it for that so that a new any new device being set up on my one password account or if you want to log in via the web browser you need my you need my yubi key very very good
1: i i i think um like a lot of things you know I, i i'm not sure um, I think it'll probably take a while for things like the UB key to become mainstream.
0: But it's more in business, I think it will become Yes. I think it will go back to when people used to carry those RSA keys. Hmm, indeed.
1: But um, you know, if you if you are um you know, if you are somewhat paranoid, they're a good they're well worth, you know, the sort of twenty odd quid that they t- tend to cost. Um well Uh, what else? VPNs. Well, we've talked about VPNs, loads to choose from. Just make sure you do your homework really, because you've got to trust it and you You have to trust your VPN. Um, there's a couple of sites who, um, uh, there's VPN pro and there's best, dot com who tend to do a lot of comparisons. Um, they're probably worth a look if you're interested in researching a, a VPN. Um, Although I'm always slightly dubious about comparison sites that they're not taking a kickback themselves to promote. Yeah,
0: a lot of them were doing that, weren't they?
1: Yeah. Um. But uh, I have to say VPN, um, Pro, um, they don't seem to be particularly, you know, Pro one, um, one VPN, which I, I quite like. They will actually, um, they have a whole load of categories, so they'll have like best VPN for gamers, best VPN for, um, I don't know, for speed, you know, best VPN by price, best VPN. And they will, um, actually recommend different VPNs based on, um, different criteria, which is quite interesting. Um, yeah, that's good. That's, a that's good. Doing it, actually, yeah. It? Yeah. So, um, so for example, uh, Proton, you know, got, uh they got, they gets their gold star for best free VPN. Um, although there are paid levels, but they're saying, um, You know, they consider it the best VPN you can get for no money at all. So um, there we are. Uh, Anti-trackers, Andy. Everybody should use an anti-tracker, don't you think, in their browser? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, As many
1: as you can. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Obviously, I use Ghostry Lite, um, and we had Ghostry on the show. Obviously, uh, Privacy Badger is from, I think, is that not, is that EFF?
0: Privacy Badger? It's from EFF, yeah
1: yeah that's a similar product um again there are millions out there um but uh do your homework i guess i mean i use adblock plus um as an ad blocker um and then i use Ghostery light on the uh, on safari um and on my ios i use the crystal content blocker from dean murphy um yeah which is, which is um, which is good. um there are other anti-trackers and it doesn't really matter much what what you, which one you use um i think everybody should have one really it just i'm sure it doesn't stop you know stop you being trapped completely but at least it makes it more difficult
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and you know what you've got to again test it that's the thing to do is to test it that's yeah. the ones that you're, you're you're relying on um but they're all good ghostry is fantastic and i mean oh, it just yeah. works
1: just works brilliant it is brilliant um and then we, earlier we mentioned some, we mentioned some browsers. Um, Brave, of course, is the um, one that everybody talks about. Um, Ghostery, of course, now have clicks. Um, then there are various Tor browsers. Vivaldi has come up um, has got a notable mention. I saw in a, a lot of places where I was digging, um, looking for you know, how secure is your browser. Um, Firefox, of course, uh, always seems to score quite highly. And uh, so does Safari. To be honest, Um, the main ones to stay away from really it seem to be these sort of ones you've never heard of before, and of course
0: Chrome. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, Chrome is Chrome is what it is. You know what it is, don't you? (laughs) At the end of the day, yes, that's
1: (laughs) you know, Chrome is Chrome, um, and in many ways, it's a very good browser. Um, Uh, But if you don't, but if you don't want Google knowing everything you do, um, probably best not to use Chrome. Yeah, there we are. Well, I'll tell you what, Andy. Let's um have a short break and get a fresh cup of tea, and then we'll come back after uh, John's done his hardware store and have a quick look at a few stories, shall we?
2: Sounds
1: good. Okay. John, over to you.
2: This week on Nemo's Hardware Store, we're outside again. It's a cool and breezy day here in southern Arizona, and we're listening to the Audio-Technica ATH-M50XBT. Once again, ATH-M50XBT headphones. These are full-size over-ear headphones that work either Bluetooth or wired. They're about 175 pounds in the UK and about $200 in the US. Brand new, they're the updated model, reliable, long-standing, very reasonably priced headphones with the addition of Bluetooth. Great battery life, good, bright, full sound, comfortable for many hours of usage. Plenty of rave reviews for them on the internet. We will have the company link in this week's issue of Essential Apple on our show notes on our website. So if you're looking for headphones that are very versatile, whether for DJ use, personal use, exercise, Bluetooth, or wired, with great battery life, you want to consider these. My set just arrived last night, so it's still early days. I'm still breaking in the speaker drivers. Whenever you get new premium headphones or speakers, make sure you give them many, many hours of break-in or conditioning using a wide variety of music at medium plus volume. So I'm outside right now because Simon says my audio sounds pretty good on the iPhone, because as soon as I stop this recording, I'm going to go back to listening to some music on the Studio Sound Unbound from Audio-Technica. That's A-U-D-I-O hyphen T-E-C-H-N-I-C-A. Audio-Technica.com is the website. It's a massive, comfortable over-ear design. Really good headband and ear pads. The Siri voice activation is pretty good, but the audio quality at the other end when you're doing a FaceTime or a phone call is not so great, so don't rely on these for that. Good control of buttons on the earpiece. And it's easy to see which is the left and which is the right, which I like a lot. So you'll be looking at a review on MyMac.com in a few weeks of these Audio-Technica Bluetooth or wired headphones. And if 175 pounds or $200 sounds like a lot of money, this company makes headphones that are a lot more than that, that I've been reviewing for a long time. Audio-Technica is my go-to brand for premium and super premium and ultra premium headphones, wired and Bluetooth, and noise cancelling, so I have several sets, and I use them whenever I want to get the best audio. Time will tell how these moderately priced headphones compare as far as the sound is concerned for music playback, but on my initial listening, it's very bright and very present, and you can hear every single nuance, whether it's a good recording or a bad recording. That is the sign of good headphones. I like the Audio-Technica products a lot, and I'm especially pleased that these can be used either conventionally with a headphone cable or with the new Bluetooth technology with very good Bluetooth range. So watch MyMac.com for complete coverage and do your homework. If you're interested in good audio listening, portable listening, DJ, you can roll back either of the earpieces so you're only listening out of one ear. It's just very, very versatile. This is truly one set of headphones that's going to please just about everybody. That's it. Back next week.
1: Thank you, John, as always, for your fabulous hardware store. Links, as always, in the show notes. Um, right. Well, we've been going really quite a long time, Andy. So I think we might just skim over some stories. But there was something you wanted to mention, wasn't there? Um, in the break, you mentioned something to me.
0: Yeah, I just, uh, we were talking about uh, the browser security and the browser footprint. And there's a really good website called emailprivacytester.com. And it allows you to uh, test your email client to see um, what it's leaking about you uh, when you receive an email. Uh, If you remember back in the the good old days that people used to send you a one by one pixel, um, white pixel, so that when uh, the message would auto display in your mail client, it would tell you what your IP address is. Um, So this service is free. Um, It's open source. You can look at the code if you want, but it just tells you um it gives you a report on what your uh, email client is um able to uh it's not vulnerabilities but it sends back to uh, to the server um you just enter your email address it will send you an email you click on the link and then it will send you an email um, which it doesn't want you to interact in it in any way and then it generates a report now, the privacy side of me says, can we trust them with our email address? So um, my suggestion is if you're a Gmail user, just create a Gmail account just to test it because it will be the same um, in your personal Gmail and in your test one. Or if you're a Proton Mail user, just create a Proton Mail address um, and give it a word. Um, if you look at their privacy policy, it, it does tell you, um, you know, that they don't keep your data, that type of thing. But my concern with anything like this is, you know, if a company gets taken over in the future, you know, privacy policy changes. So um I, I'd say give it a go.
1: Very good. While we were uh talking about uh that and you were talking obviously about um you know not using your real email address, don't forget, people, of course, the uh fabulous tips that uh Andy gave us uh before, which is of course uh sudo mail.com um and 33mail.com, which is an absolutely brilliant free service, isn't it? 33mail.com. Yeah, yeah, I
0: use it all the time.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you know, well worth the money. I didn't pay for it. <laughs> Although, yeah. to be honest, I, you know, I could be tempted to go to the paid level on that and be able to have, you know, hundreds of uh, throwaway yeah. email addresses. Yeah, yeah. So there we are. Um. Well, as we have been going, as I say, I think what we'll do now is we'll just skim over a few stories and then wrap the show up, Andy. Um, uh, as I we mentioned, the new Mac OS malware variant of Schleier um has been discovered. So, um, uh, Apple's latest update to iOS twelve makes it easier to manage your subscriptions. Yeah, about time too.
0: Yeah, I was going to say having to use a shortcut for that was uh was the nearest you could get to an easy way but yeah good yep. on them
1: they've now moved it to, to um somewhere sensible i think you just go uh you just go into your itunes and then it's there There's a button and you know manage my subscriptions which why the hell it wasn't there in the first place i don't know but there we go um yeah. laugh of the week Andy. <sighs> apple was being sued because two-factor authentication on the iphone or the mac takes too much time um I think I'd put this in the same bucket as the bloke who's suing his parents because he was born. Um, Yeah. uh,
0: (laughs) Really? And and you don't put it in every time. And I think he says it takes between was it three and five minutes or something of wasted time. Like like, seriously, if it takes one in twenty seconds, then you're stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: what? Just like how how is this even allowed to be a class action suit? And. I think the only the only piece in it I could see that um you know any court might be inclined to say we don't like that is the fact that if you if you turn it on after 14 days you don't have the option to turn it off anymore that's about the only thing I could see any court taking issue with that you can't, yeah. you can't you know you've got 14 days to revoke it um but if you don't revoke it in 14 days you're stuck with it um boo hoo yeah I but, Boo hoo hoo! Apple are making me do something sensible. Um, right there we go. Uh, uh, that's enough about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Apple apparently a couple of um, acquisitions this week. Not that that's something I to pay a huge amount of attention to. I'll be honest, but um, they've apparently are acquiring the voice app firm Pullstring in a deal worth less than a hundred million dollars. Well I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the owners of Poolstring will be quite happy with their 96 million dollars or whatever it comes out at.
0: Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's not... got to be improvements to Siri, I guess. I would think so.
1: And Apple have reportedly acquired the digital marketing firm Data Tiger, um who apparently are a very small firm, only about between 2 and 10 employees, um and they concentrate apparently on uh, building um, marketing type um, targeted marketing, apparently. Um, according to his LinkedIn profile, their CEO said the startup is fo- focused on highly scalable marketing solutions for the era of user demanded personalization, AI assisted marketing, large volumes of data, real time data requirements, and tight data privacy. Um, his stated goal was to bring the era of email list thinking and campaign-based marketing to an end. So there we go. Um, another company that Apple have acquired. Um,
0: yeah, it's an interesting acquisition, really, isn't it? Does it just mean we're all going to get personal emails now? <laughs> or
1: is is the, the thing with these sort of things, of course, is is that why they've acquired them?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They
1: might be acquiring him more for their AI um, or, you know, machine learning skills than from their uh, original, you know, avowed uh, mission. Yeah. You know. Interesting. I mean, these are small companies or they're certainly data tiger. They're saying two to 10 employees. They might be buying them simply for their AI and machine learning experience. You know, um, who can say?
0: Yeah. And it might just be uh, from a privacy point of view that they are going to be able to target the ads without using third-party companies um, to keep our data um, in-house, I guess, maybe.
1: Yep, all sorts of things. Um, Washington Post um, had an article, which is a good read, surveillance capitalism has gone rogue and we need to curb its excesses. Um, I won't go into that now. Um, If you're interested, go over to the Washington Post and read it. It was quite a good read. Um, I agreed with most of it, really. Um, you know that uh, people like Facebook and Google have far too much, uh, you know, clout, and nobody is um <laughs> curbing their excesses. Um, the glass box thing that we talked about last week. Um, not only was it spying on people, apparently it was insecure as hell and uh, sending stuff it was uh amassing in clear text.
0: Boo. Yeah. Boo. I mean, Boo. I, I, I don't have a problem with them doing the, the glass box thing but the security of it is terrible in it because they're getting the information anyway like i'm entering my air canada number and my name and stuff so they're getting the data anyway but securing it or sending it to a third party is just disgraceful
1: mm, shoddy very shoddy um so uh there's a piece from computer world which was actually uh titled mob uh with the latest mobile security hole could we at least focus on the correct things? Uh, because what he's saying is it's you know um yeah and maybe you know people using glass box should be telling their customers they're using it but the real problem here is that the glass box is insecure as hell and is leaking people's uh, you know could potentially be leaking um passwords and logins and all sorts of things um there we go uh after last week's story as well about the creepy nest stories uh with insecure nest cameras uh, Google is apparently forcing some customers to reset their potentially compromised passwords. So, um, I picked that up from Gizmodo. Um, good for Google, I suppose. Um, yeah. at least they're, you know, doing something, telling people your password may have been, uh, compromised. Please reset your, um, Nest device's passwords. Um, but then, uh, sorry, Google, they've then, <laughs> uh, bashed themselves, uh, you know, in their own foot, uh, Apparently a father of the internet blasts Google for how the Chromecast behaves on his network. Um he titled it Google This is Bogus as Hell. Um this was on Business Insider. Um basically uh Paul Vixie, who is uh, you know, one of the developers of the DNS uh system, um bought a Chromecast and found that uh it ignores his d n s. settings and wants to talk to google's uh <laughs> google's d n s and uh he wasn't very happy about that. let's put it that way um being as Maybe they should just... being as he's a founder of the d n s system he um you know tricked it not to do that yeah. but he wrote a wrote a public letter saying i un, un, how unhappy he was <laughs> about it there we are.
0: Um, Yeah, maybe they just write it on the box, but I can see why they're doing it. Um, Oh, yes. I I mean,
1: in fact, if you read the article, even he says, um, you know, I can see why they do this, because if they're using their own DNS for the Chromecast, then pretty much, you know, if you're using a rubbish DNS system and... Then it makes your Chromecast experience rubbish. Who are you going to blame? You're not going to blame your DNS provider, are you? You're going to blame, um, you're going to blame Google's Chromecast. So he, yeah. he kind of even he admits, but he says there is no way apparently to um, tell it not to do that, which is I think more of what he was incensed about that he had to. Set up, and and of course he was saying, "Uh, this could possibly this is feeding all sorts of information about my internal network to Google, and I don't want them to know about my internal network." Thank you very much. There we um, are. Um, consumer groups have called out retailers in a bid for better I O uh, brackets S <laughs> T security. Um, uh, consumer groups have uh, attacked or uh, written an open letter, not so much attacked. Um. Uh, I think it's Amazon, Walmart, Target and someone else Um, basically uh, demanding that the retailers try and do something about tightening up uh, security on IoT devices that they sell. Um, I'm not sure there's really a huge amount they can do about that, but... uh...
0: People want it cheap, don't they? That's the thing.
1: People want cheap, and sometimes, yeah, full speed ahead
0: and damn the torpedoes. Um, that was interesting. What the Japanese government are doing though ahead of the Olympics, isn't it? Where they oh
1: yeah, the um self self hacking
0: thing. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I think that's a good good way forward. The sort of, um, yeah,
1: trying to uh, compromise all the uh all the devices on their um on their IP addresses. Yeah. I've found that fascinating. I don't know quite what what they're going to do about about it. I don't, but um, I I know their avowed intent is to basically make sure that the IoT things can't be turned into botnets to attack the Olympics.
0: Yeah, interesting concept though that they've actually written a law for it as well. Mm.
1: So, well, I think they had to write a law to allow them to do it, I guess. Um, yeah, but yeah, we did. We talked about that last week. Was, oh, I found that fascinating. Um. And apparently the, um, I think this, uh, the US, the equivalent of the government audit office, I believe, um, has told the US that they need an internet data privacy law. Um, and that was on CNET. And I was like, really? You don't, you don't say. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: funny that, isn't it? Funny that. Um, and then uh, just a snippet. Um, A company called TCL is working on a foldable phone which bends into a smartwatch, which was also on uh, CNET. Um, Obviously, foldable things, none of which we've actually seen yet, are, you know, the uh, craze of the week. Um, This company, uh, it says here, foldable devices are all the rage. Um, Even the television maker TCL is getting in on the game. Um... The Chinese company, who are known for budget televisions, but also phones through the BlackBerry and Alcatel brands, is working on five devices employing flexible displays. Two tablets, two smartphones, and a flexible phone which can curve into a smartwatch. Um, By the look of this, that's less of a smartwatch and more of a smart cuff. Yeah. um, I I don't know. I've seen concepts like that before. I mean, they're talking here, they've got... Well, they're concepts. They've got, uh, you know, one that folding like a book, one that's like uh, the, uh, what's it, pay or whatever it is, where it wraps around the outside, um, phones that hold, like, flip phones, and this one that bends round into a. Well, I'll believe it when I see it, to be honest, Andy. But, um...
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, uh, it's cool, isn't it? It's cool technology, but I just can't see myself ever wanting to put my phone around my wrist. No. <laughs> no. Something
1: you might. Oh, I'm sure plenty of people will. Yeah. Just think, how many screens are going to get busted that way?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, there we go. That's about it. So, thank you for coming on, Andy. Um, no worries. It's been a blast. I think, uh, you know, do you have anywhere you want to uh, promote yourself? Or are you going uh, to stay just, in your
0: the slack room i'm in the slack room probably i don't i don't i do have twitter but i don't very often do anything on twitter it's just yeah just a slack room
1: all right so everybody if you want to join me and andy and the others in the slack room follow the link in the show notes i of course am on the twitter as at serenak and that's s-e-r-e-n-a-k the show is at Essential Apple and uh, all of our stuff is over on our website at EssentialApple.com and uh, I think we'll call that a show, so uh, goodbye all. cheerio <laughs>
0: Hi, everyone. This is Gaz from the MyMac.com
1: podcast, and I'm here with that big yank tank guy. Hey, you nitwit Brit. Did you know the MyMac.com podcast is one of the longest-running Mac podcasts out there? I did know that. Why do you think that is? I think it's because
0: we bring a blend of tech and entertainment that no other show can do. I thought it was because one of us is incredibly handsome. (laughs) Well, thanks, Kaz. I do try to look my
1: best. Yes, Guy. Of course. But how can people find the podcast? Well, they should just go to iTunes and do a podcast search for MyMac.com. So subscribe and get your weekly dose of tech fun. Wait, I I thought I was the handsome one. Yeah, you just keep thinking that and we'll be all right. (music) Central Apple Podcasts. Goodbye and thank you for listening.